0: What up, everyone? Welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage, home theater edition, where we take a movie or TV show and give it back to you full of spoilers, thoughts, concerns, and a rating at the end. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome, moviegoers.
0: Yes, yes, yes. What's on the docket today? Today,
1: we are taking a Vengeance. look at... <laughs> well, <laughs> we, I hope you know what that means, but yeah, we're taking today a look at uh, the Batman, yes, uh, starring, uh, sorry, Robert Pattinson. There you go. Sorry, why am I playing? Zoe
0: Kravitz, movies? Paul Daniel A Matt Reeves directed movie. You know how I'm excited about fucking talking about this movie right now?
1: Really? Oh man. No, I mean it was a it was a great movie. We, I think it was. But let's get into it. Um, let's get. So just to kind of get into, into a little bit of the storyline before we get into it. Uh, Obviously, this is another uh, iteration of Batman, um, but this one takes place a little early in his career. Um,
0: It's like two years in.
1: Yeah, two years in. uh, It's a different look, different feel for the whole character, but basically what's going on, Batman? this level of Batman's career, he's getting a little bit of trust from the police, uh, specifically from Gordon, uh, so much so that he kind of gets to to walk onto crime scenes and take a look. Yeah. I like this one obviously because he is a detective. He is somebody who walks in. It was like it literally just felt like a detective movie. Yeah. Like if you you take him out of the costume, like take him out of the costume and put him in a a trench coat or something like that. It's yeah, a very straight. very PI movie which I love. PI yeah, noir movie. Yeah, because I love that's my favorite iteration of Batman as far as the the animated series where he was a detective. You would go yeah. to places, investigate, and try to figure out what's going on. But in this one, the biggest. Change I would say is that, which in most cases of Batman, most places of Batman, he comes in quietly, softly. You never know he's around. Yeah. This one, no, he stomps in.
0: Yeah, he knocks on doors like (laughs) I'm here. Do you know? He knocks on doors like, do you know who I am?
1: (laughs) (laughs) He stomps fully into places. He does not care. He just goes in. He's not. He
0: there's no fucking stealth mode in him.
1: He just goes in and he asks questions. Um. So that was a that was a great that was an interesting change to the character. So in this one, um, you start seeing uh people getting murdered, similar to something like you would see in like a movie Seven. Yes. Where they're very elaborate murders, like arranged in a very specific way, left with uh, creepy hmm. messages. Yes. So, to decipher. Which is a great kind of way to depict the Riddler. Yes. I actually love that that way because as a serial killer that leaves riddles. because think about it, there, how many serial killers you hear that does stuff like that, that where they'll leave uh, Riddles is like the Zodiac Killer type thing where, or even, like I said, in Seven where he would just leave people in these weird kind of ominous and really messed up ways. Positions. And yeah, so that was a great kind of iteration of the Riddler right there. So...
0: This movie made me want to watch the movie Seven again.
1: That's, it was a good movie. That. And... I think this is one of the one of the they, I was reading somewhere something like that that this is actually one of the movies where Batman has the least amount of lines.
0: Yes. The so, least to, uh, not screen time but talk time. And that's that's what I liked about it because it's so many so much dialogue in all the other ones that you know what I mean? you have to you have to decipher what what is Bruce Wayne and what is Batman. Like when he was Bruce Wayne is it Bruce Wayne talking or is it Batman's?
1: Well, one thing I loved about his iteration of Bruce Wayne is... It might not be the playboy that we remember, right? Or that we think about. Yeah. But if you well, think about... it if got
0: you, emo, emo Bruce Wayne. I well, no, we
1: think about it, if you are a guy who devotes his entire life to becoming the Batman, going out and, and just, like, fighting people and, and watching murders and all these different dark things and all you focus on is what you're doing, like, when... You don't have time for anything not you, you don't have time for Bruce Wayne. Like, even, and even at times when you have to... you. You don't want to communicate with people. You don't want to talk to people. You just you're completely recluse. Yeah. So that's the way I would imagine Bruce Wayne to be, and maybe that's a good way to start him into like, no, you have to act for the you know, so yeah, people you, don't realize who you, you are. You need to
0: keep your focus directed somewhere else. If the people start speculating, yeah, you know, you're
1: you're Batman. But that's what I'm saying. That's how I picture Bruce Wayne would have to be. Is to be a, a very strange recluse where nobody knows yeah. anything about him. Well, he barely ever goes out and talks to people. Um, it's... it,
0: And I think... And, and you already touched base on it, but I'm just going to repeat it. I think that this version of Batman is the... I think... I don't want to say comic book accurate, because I like... And, and I don't know why some people might hate me, but I like Ben Affleck's look, because it's more of the Frank Miller, and I like that very bulky look. Mm-hmm. But I love this uh, adaptation, or this this uh something that they have not put onto screen is the detective skills because a lot of uh, one thing that people said that had had uh had a gripe with the christopher nolan one is that he just fell onto the clues the clues just fell onto his lap there was no like investigative or investigation or anything detective work that he could use you could see that skill that he's mostly known for and he was able to and Rat Matt Reeves was able to show that. I think Paul Dano fucking killed it as a Riddler. I love that his um and I think I think he I think it would have been dope if or I think it would have been so good to see if it would have been like the Paul Dano's and Heath Ledger Joker working together or like butting heads to, to get Batman's attention. That would be something that would be crazy to watch. But Paul Dano i like that it was he was reckless a contr- it was a controlled chaos uh when he was when he was on screen cuz um he was there was moments That he was erratic and like you don't know what he's going to do next cuz the way he like he just goes out shouting and like vomiting and whatever he wanted to say and everything else and he, but he also at the back of his mind he's like i have a plan I, I need to get to this plan i need to achieve to get Batman's attention, to see that we are more closer to one, one uh, single singular mindset than not. And he'll understand. And I love that he just kept on with that theory. And that was, that was his motive till the end. And even that,
1: you know, what I loved um, that got me was um, there was something that I, I had started questioning from the beginning of the movie. And I loved because obviously when it got caught, you think everything's really kind of settling down, but that question never got answered and then at the end where he go when he basically let him know it's not over, that's when that question finally got answered, which was when he uh, first caught the first uh the mayor, I guess it was the mayor. Yeah. Um, he had this weapon and I didn't know what it was. It looked like such a weird device and I don't know what he used it for. It's like a weird way to cut people. And at the end and then when they investigated his his apartment, he uh one of the characters, I don't know if Batman or somebody else had it in their hand, and the cop, yeah, nobody questioned it. But then when he went back to him, he goes, "He's kind figured it out," and he had to go back to that scene and just like yeah. look through the stuff and like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" And somebody randomly said, "Oh, it's this," like the carpet remover. It was such a weird thing, like that. Nobody asked that question: What is this device, and why is he using it, yeah. and not connected to the fact that
0: it was part of the floor?
1: Yeah. So that's I love stuff like that where there's an obvious clue that nobody's picking up on until the end and you're like you finally get like oh there's a clue and that's what i meant like that's what i'm saying Like, like movies where you're you're made to pay attention so you can investigate yourself yeah. also another thing i really loved was i know batman is usually very um known for his gadgets yes but i like how the the gadgets he had was very simplified but essential to what he did yes like it wasn't just kind of like arbitrary just You know devices that he had, like the the Batman credit card. Yeah, something something like that. Yeah, it literally was very simple. Like it's it's the most minimalist way to use his money ever. Yes, like the the contacts were like awesome.
0: Talking about gadgets, and this is one scene that I don't know. I don't know if you picked at it, and I know you like to you like small details to know. But I loved, I absolutely loved this moment. And this is more on the idea of he is like he is going, he's just at the start of his Batman career or journey or whatever it is, is that when he is escaping the building where the police are chasing him at the mm. police building, he goes to the roof and he's on top of like one of like one of the corners that he's about to jump off and he hesitates for two seconds. He just he's like he he holds himself back. And he tries to get everything right into before he starts gliding down. I love that moment because you could sense it's like it's like something he kind of done before, him, but not that he's quick. That his he's, life. He's, he's he's risking his life. Like all the other times you've seen Batman do it, he just does it fearlessly with nothing. Like he's done it a thousand times. Here mm-hmm. you're like he's probably done it a few times, a handful of times, and he still has this this innate like. Self pres- preservation I'm like I can't do this I need this I need this Be alive but he does it anyways And I love that because that just indicates Like yeah he is Batman Yes he's a great detective yes He's a superhero but yes he's a man That that's just Into this journey that he's in, He's Putting himself into in these, these situations That he's learning himself along The way and that's Great
1: yeah. you know another thing I loved was uh, um, Well two things one I loved how like he he's obviously Batman is a, is a persona, but I love how he, he you know it's so easy for him to just take off the the, car, the cowl and the whatever and yeah. just get on a motorcycle and ride around. Nobody's gonna know and ask any questions about anything. Yeah. So I loved how he can easily switch out so he can actually investigate as opposed to just driving around. You know the Batmobile, which is that's another thing. The Batmobile, I felt honestly, this is my favorite rendition of the Batmobile. Honestly. I'd be honest with you. This is my favorite Batmobile. More than that
0: Michael Heaton ones?
1: More than every single one. The reason I say that is because More realistic too. It's not just that it was realistic. It was the scene where the heat where the engine came to life. Oh, and it died, it? Oh no, not not that. It's just the way that the engine roared literally scared people. And I thought that was awesome where it's like penguins like looking and just hearing the motor. The motor the way everything happened was that car Literally scared people Oh yeah Just the engine And, and revving up And you're like what is, Like People were legitimately Like afraid Like I, I love that part It was like The That Batmobile Even though it had a minimal amount of time In the movie Basically had his own character I love that Yeah
0: Talking about the penguin yeah. Let's Let's give a shout out to Colin Farrell
1: so if I, I already it. knew I knew before I even watched the movie I was like even I I, 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 I mentioned it, it. He Hey Every scene in this movie, he's going to kill it. Every scene in the movie, you're not even going to realize it was Colin Farrell. Yes. And he's going to light it up. And he, he did a great job of it.
0: He, you, And that's one thing that we always applaud and, you know, we give a claps out to, to actors that you know who they are, but you don't see them. One, because of the prosthetics. But sometimes, like, even when they're acting, you could kind of tell, like, he was completely lost into this character that it was believable. Also, huge shout out to Zoe Kravitz. I I feel like this was. I want to say was, I want to say the best Catwoman on screen. I want to call the best Catwoman. Being an introductory Catwoman that they wanted to do, I think she was the best one on screen.
1: I'll be, I agree. I I, I like her better than than every rendition because because we had
0: you had Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, uh, Anna Anna Hathaway, mm-hmm. and the least favorite Halle Berry.
1: I feel bad for Halle Berry because, like, <laughs> I think she could have killed it if she was given the right script and everything else. right writing, but yeah, she was not. But um, no, I think Lenny, uh, I think um, Zoe Kravitz killed it. Um, and I think she was perfect. I think yeah. she was like, you know, you saw her like the character. You saw her like Sydney Kyle, like this person was mysterious and lives by a whole set of rules, and that was it.
0: Even Jeffrey Wright as Jim James Gordon, he was dope. One, I, and the and the, I don't know. Maybe you noticed. I know you noticed it, but I don't know if you, you it came across your mind was, uh, when Andy Serkis was Alfred, mm-hmm. that the before there's a moment that there's a, an explosion and he gets hurt, but before that, you could tell that he's been he's been in a couple scuffles because he had scars across his face. Like he had there. I feel like it shows that there were moments, and I, and I think I dive into it so much when I'm looking at this movie was like I'm thinking. There has to be moments that 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 um, uh, Robert Pattinson's character probably got himself into a situation he couldn't get out, so he probably has, like, a homing button that Alfred would come in and just start kicking ass to help him out to get him out of these situations, and he ended up getting scars from it.
1: Well, if you think about it, he... Um, Alfred did tell him, like, he did say that he trained him. Yeah. So, like, I'm sure that they, they went around looking for outside training, but... Alfred was one who trained him to be the, be who he was. Yes. Like so that just shows you that obviously what you know his but background.
0: Yeah, I know. But then you I like the I like that idea that he was he was weathered, he was he was battle worn. Yep. That he's been he's it wasn't just training. It's not like he's clean faced and just like I trained you, but you could tell by the scars that he's been through some shit. <laughs> and 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 everything he'll do would be for Bruce and everything he is is about all about bruce and i love that and i I think the casting was amazing i think this is one of the smartest casting in a dc recent dc movie i think other than i don't know because the suicide squad was cool so here's a question that people have been bringing up um how where would you rank this amongst the other (laughs) batman movies is that your top three, mid tier, number one, number
1: two? I, um, I kind of feel bad because it's like, I don't, would I watch this one again? Hell yeah. And this is one of my favorite. This is kind of a, a what I always wanted Batman to be. Yes. So I love that part. Like, as far as I, like, I've always wanted, I love that he's a, his intelligence. His intelligence was always what I revered about Batman. And I feel like the other movies were really never covered it. Yes. Um, it was literally. It felt like it was always about his wealth, and that's something that I, that I, that bothered me. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I, cause each one of them have their own characteristics, yeah. And I appreciate them all for it. It's almost like saying like a multiverse. It was like I'm I'm just watching the multiverse yes. of Batman, and I don't necessarily have a favorite. I just enjoy them all. Because I like probably I I, think I, I would... like Nolan's version of Batman. It was the more, very entertaining and it felt grounded for its time, especially when you're coming back from the Michael Keaton era, but Michael Keaton era is more of that super outlandish comic book version that I loved as a kid, yes. so I was happy to have that. And then you have uh, Ben Affleck, which Ben Affleck was, for me, physically speaking, what I always pictured Batman would be especially what Bruce Wayne in regards to what like, how I feel the comic books depicted him Yeah. was that. Like, this very suave, debonair guy who, you know, kind of did all the, ch- like, this facial thing for the charities. But then, obviously, he was Batman. And physically speaking, I think that he was what I would always Batman, want Batman to be. However, that being said. What
0: about Bruce, George Clooney, and Michael, and uh, we don't Val, talk about them. Val Kilmer? We don't talk about Bruno. Uh, <laughs> hey, we don't talk about him. that. Um, we do not talk about Batman. In the mid '90s,
1: I rather if I was going to give credit the, to anybody, it would be Val Kilmer. Yeah, probably. out
0: of the, out of those two, yes.
1: Yeah, Val Kilmer. I think that was a it was an interesting depiction. I don't think it really landed on the list, unfortunately. But Batman was, Forever
0: was it? I think he did.
1: He did the one with the Joker, or not Joker, the Riddler. The Riddler. Um, but Pattinson was so Ben Affleck is what I always imagined the comic book version of Batman to. To kind of look yeah. and be, uh, but Patterson is the way I wanted Batman to act. Yes, in a sense, right? So it's that's like. each one of them have their own characteristics that I absolutely love. I know, so it's hard to tell me, you know, which is because right
0: now the people who said the top tier right now would be the Christopher Nolan ones for the fact of one that it, that's the only Batman that got a three movie series out of it, and two it was you have some of the one of the iconic. Villains that he's had Joker And portrayed in the One of the most Greatest way possible On screen Um, Besides Jack Nicholson's Now I feel If They're already planning a part 2 A sequel to this one So I think once I, I honestly feel If Matt Reeves still Sticks with this Like noir Style Detective and, Detective it. Detective noir style and keeps true to that Those roots and those ideals with it I think this might outshine Christopher Nolan's Just, think- for, just for the fact because I think by part 3 It was already way too off Where where they are A little bit off center where they were normally Sticking to Prior to the prior two movies Like that motorcycle scene Where like the wheels rolled weird I'm like mm. the fuck it, it didn't make sense I, like, It didn't make any sense to me And I feel like they were just Going a little bit over the top every time, and instead of whole, I think they, I think they went too much when they should have just reined it in a little bit and keep kept it where they were sticking with, where they were at, like that little range or that little area they were sticking to. I feel if Matt Reeves and and I, and the way he's doing it, if they stick with it and Warner Brothers is not fuck with it, and he just goes along, I think this might pass the Christopher Nolan trilogies. trilogies.
1: I think the thing about Christopher Nolan's trilogies was the villains. Uh, mostly, I mean, part one was OK, the part two was the, the best, best ever. Yeah. But aside from that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like those, everything Bane else was OK. Everything else was OK. But the villain was what made it. Right? Yeah. Even Bane was a great villain. Um, so but that's what I'm saying. We like they, we can nitpick each thing apart because obviously this villain is amazing. In this current, uh, you know, and the current because he
0: fits in this universe,
1: he does. He's a darker, more ominous and just very. But he obviously doesn't have any presence uh, as much as, let's say, the the, the Joker did. Yes. Um, so I think that's where you're competing each other. But honestly, that's why I really don't want to give a ranking because I really did enjoy. each no, one I appreciate for all what of them. Is. Yeah. And this.
0: And this and, and you're talking about ominous and everything and the best depiction of character is that um, this movie was, I think, one of the... I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't seen the Batman, the original Batman, in a long time. Mm-hmm. But in this one, I felt that the city was his own character in the movie. Like, all like, Nolan Reed... Like,
1: it, felt, c- c- it felt like an actual place.
0: It, it felt like an actual place. like It had its own characteristics of, like, of how it felt. Then Christopher Nolan feel like, oh, is they are in New York? Are they in Chicago? Are they here? Like, it didn't have any distinguishing features to make it feel like its own place. And I think that's one of the things that this did is, like, the way the movies were shot and I guess some of the set design to how they did it, it made the movie a character in the movie, the city a character in its own movie.
1: You know, honestly, the one thing um I would never, I just realized something, I would never compare... Ben Affleck to any of the Batmans. The reason I won't do it is, I was thinking about it right now, they technically never gave him a movie. Nope. They haven't. So it's hard to say, oh, well, I don't like Ben. His No. Because, unfortunately, as much as I loved his, his, his uh, interpretation, it was a cameo in a sense, right? So, until I give him his own movie, I really can't tell you you know, I, I don't want, I, that's unfair to ever compare him to any of the Batman. Yep. Because he never got an opportunity to actually Completely and utterly be a Batman. Yes.
0: All right. So
1: let's get into some quotes. What is your favorite quote from the movie? I'm not ready. You're not not, not I, I, I could not remember. Like for some reason, I feel like I wrote it down. I have no idea. Mine's
0: is the one line that he always says. He said a few times, I'm vengeance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, actually the part where someone no. else repeated it back to him. I thought that was just like, oh, like he realized it was like, oh, I can't be about that no more.
0: No, and I have, and I actually do have one. Mm. Uh, I think this was uh the um it's the scene towards the end when Selena when uh when Selena Kyle's leaving and the bat symbol goes off. And and I think she what I don't know what she says, but she and he's replies is, it's not a, it's not just a signal, it's a warning. So it's just like fuck around and find out.
1: Well, if you thought about it, it's true because in the movie in the movie, what I loved about the signal was it showed, like, and, like every every criminal started to look in the shadows, like, wait like, a minute. Like, is, is that for me? Like, I don't know if this is going to, if he's just going to come out. And I think that's what he did. He never, like, because he even said it, and that's one thing I think, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said he cannot be everywhere. So what he needed to do was he needed to pick his places to show up, but he made his presence known hard. Yeah. So that way, everybody's afraid.
0: Yeah, because you just never know. He's they gonna don't show know up. if it's
1: going to show up for you or for anybody else. So... He needed everybody to have that fear of the dark, yes, and just like you know, like a kid would be, and I think that was a great way to represent, represent it. Where they show the light, and they show all these criminals just looking at the light, and they're just looking randomly at some shadow just <laughs> to kind of see if there's somebody there. Yes. Um. So yeah, I don't really, I don't particularly have a quote for this one, but it was a really, I'm ready. I'm, I'm this is a really great rendition of Batman for me.
0: How many Nickys do you give? Four. Us? Four? I give it four and a half.
1: Ooh! Wow.
0: What well I, I I I loved it. Be one, and this is one thing that I am always notorious about. And I, I'm like, uh, when movies are super long, and this movie went up to like, it was like a few minutes' shy of three hours, Zero. and it did not feel like a three-hour no. movie at all.
1: I was I was into it the whole time.
0: I was entertained, plot changes, plot twists, every time the every like you felt an urgency of like trying to f- solve things with him. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what's the next clue? What the fuck Let's do this So yes yeah, so I'll give it four and a half Nicky's Nicky gives it Nick gives it four Nicky's Yeah For the Batman The Matt Reeves Batman With Robert Pattinson Where I think it'll be releasing On VOD At the end of the month I think If I'm not mistaken I think it was announced I don't remember the exact date But look out for it If not go to the movie theaters And like that guys Thank you so much for tuning into To the latest episodes From my mom's garage home theater edition. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at From My Mom's Garage or email us at fmmgpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, concerns, or a movie for us to review. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week.
1: Later.